At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. It's Game 6 of the NBA Finals tonight from Milwaukee. And Amal, thanks to you and our producer, Jacob Roach, we've got Marcus Johnson going to join us in 10 minutes to discuss the game. Marcus, of course, color commentary for the Bucks. Many of you remember him from his starring at UCLA, the very first Wooden Award winner, and then from a terrific career with the Milwaukee Bucks as well. Yeah, five-time All-Star, and I can't, you and I can't wait to talk about those 80s East battles. Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, unbelievable. And People forget the greatness of Bernard King. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I grew up, I mean, I was a teenager in that era, and that was, the, I think, the greatest era in any conference in the NBA history when you had those three teams. I, I would agree with you. Uh, let's start out in Milwaukee as well, yep. uh, or in Green Bay a little bit to the north, with the news that has been reported about Aaron Rodgers, that in the offseason, he turned down a two-year contract extension that would have kept him in Green Bay for five more years and made him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Does this news of all shift the way you think about will Rodgers be playing with the Packers this year? No, it doesn't. So many factors involved in terms of why that contract wasn't signed. You know, our uh, producer, excuse me, our, uh, our boss, John Galea, and I were talking before the show about, you know, there could have been a no-trade clause that wasn't implemented. There could have been certain factors. He wanted an out after one year or two years. By the way, Green Bay and Dallas are the only two markets 
where a team could be going for their NBA title for the first time in 50 years with a chance to close it out, and football supersedes that. Isn't that amazing? It really is. They released this news on the eve of game. Yeah, exactly. The, the eve Could, of, they couldn't wait a day? The eve of game six. When we look at the betting market here, now this is from July 14th. It's down right now. Uh, Packers, the favorite, at minus $4. Where is he going to take his first snap, Aaron Rodgers, this season? You still think Where, if Where's it, the Packers' first game? If, if, <laughs> which team will he take his first snap for, we should say, Amal? Is $4 still too cheap of a price here? Yes, it is. Yeah. Mike, you know, I'll give you an NBA analogy where, you know, game six coming up tonight. There are very few players, a handful of guys, a LeBron, a KD, um, a James Harden, uh, uh, you know, one of those guys, Giannis. You're never going to get the return for what you trade. Aaron Rodgers is one of those rare guys in the NFL. I think right now at the top of my head, there's probably three or four guys in the NFL that are like that Mahomes, Aaron Donald, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think if you traded one of these guys, you never get the return, even if you get three first-round picks. Is one of these guys going to be a future Hall of Famer at that level? It's not that Rodgers is a future Hall of Famer and a Super Bowl champion. It's the greatness what he brings to this program. I mean, Devontae Adams is a terrific receiver, but Devontae Adams is a first-team All-Pro because of Aaron Rodgers. I was watching my guys in the desert with Vinny, um, with Vinny Maiulo and Danielle Alvari, right? Mm-hmm. You, weren't, you weren't on this week. You're doing a double duty on the other end at night uh, at nightcap. They were discussing this. Vinny said there's been no player in the last decade that has meant more to a point spread than Aaron Rodgers. When he's out, wow. in, when he's out in Green Bay, I mean, the precipitous drop they take in the talent at that position, how it affects the point spread more than any other single player. I, I have a friend of mine who Medcalf <laughs> knows. We used to bet the NBA second halves together. He yeah. learned second half betting through the great Vinny Maiulo. He was telling him about it. And when Vinny talks about that, you have to respect what he's saying. Vinny knows the sports and been bookmaking as long as anybody in this town. And he's right. When you look at the impact that Aaron Rodgers has on a football team, when you think about this, and I get there was a precipitous drop-off between Rodgers and Brett Hundley previously. Mm-hmm. Now you look at Jordan Love. Right now, the Green Bay Packers, I believe their over-under win total is what, sitting at about 10.5 or 11? It's off the board right now. Okay, but let's assume it'd be 11. If he's not there, what do you make it, 6.5, 7? I think that's too high. Yeah, I just be. mean, I mean, look at those. When he was out, they were never able to win games. They weren't even competitive in games. Yeah, Ro- Rogers difference maker. He's been healthy throughout the majority of his career. He doesn't turn the football over. Um, really is a guy that I, I think, you know, him and Peyton Manning, to me, are two guys you look back and say, based on their talent, maybe they didn't win enough. And that that's being overly critical. But it, it's, I mean, it's a fair argument. Don't you want to take a stab at these division odds still on 100%, the board? Minus absolutely, well, absolutely. Because, <laughs> look. I don't know. You know, I think you're the one who brought up the point about the Ram, uh, the Bears not starting fields in week one because they're playing the Rams maybe mm-hmm. in week two or something. But I think the Bears are still a long way away from winning that division if Rodgers is there, and I don't believe Minnesota can overtake them. I don't either. Detroit's projected out to be one of the worst teams uh, in the NFL this year. And if you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to play for the Packers, this number should be closer to 350 or $4, I think. They're, I'm with you. I think this team is an overwhelming favorite. Look at their odds to win the NFC. Yeah. And because of the division that they play in, I still think they have the ability to have the best record in home field again. Now, I don't know if Matt LaFleur is going to go for throw the ball on second and 18 and give yeah. Tampa Bay a touchdown before the half again, but they very well could end up with home field advantage against the Buccaneers again. I'm available to make a difference in this game management. By the way, why do you have the odds to win the division, but you don't have the season win total? This is the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. We're discussing Aaron Rodgers and the news that he turned down a two-year contract extension to become the richest or most highest paid quarterback in the NFL. That would have tied him into Green Bay for four more years. Uh, and discussing the fact that right now you can get him at minus 125 to win the NFC North. Look, I think it's a very good bet. I think this team's got some unfinished business. Uh, you know, you have the NFC Championship on your home field. You trail early, have an opportunity, that critical turnover. 
I, I tell you, if you're Matt LaFleur, how do you sleep the last six months? I mean, that's got to be a nightmare. That's got to be a decision. Okay, listen, just let's kill the clock. Let's get to the second half. I think they get the ball to start the second half as well. I could be mistaken on that, but just a regrettable decision by them and Green Bay at home, not able to close it out and get to the NFC Championship game. But when you look around at Aaron Rodgers with the players, and I know there's a lot of criticism of Rodgers, and rightfully so, because he is the quarterback, but outside of Devontae Adams' last couple of years, some of the talent around him has been inconsistent. Defensively, they've not done well. They've drafted one wide receiver in the first round. That was back in 2002 in the last 20 years, Javon Walker. You draft a quarterback, the first offensive player you take in the first round in the last 10 years. I mean, they haven't done him any favors there. No, they haven't. And then there was also a decision later in that game to take the field goal instead of going for it on fourth down that obviously uh, Rodgers was critical of after the game as well that ties into this uh, maybe maybe wanting to go to greener pastures. You, you got Phil Ivey, you got Pocket Kings, and you're not going to play it? <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, you want to leave the hands in, the game in the hands of your defense. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That, they haven't done was, anything all game, but let's do it now. That was the decision. Coming up in about three minutes, we've got Marcus Johnson, Color commentator for the Milwaukee Bucks. Terrific career there in Milwaukee. As you said, Amal, five-time All-Star, Wooden Award winner at UCLA, uh, national champion champion with John Wooden in his final year there before playing a couple seasons under Gene Bartow. I want to ask him about that as well. Other news in the NFC today. Cam Akers looks like it's going to be out for the year, running back for the Rams. You're high on the Rams. You like them to win the West and win the NFC does this affect your your handicap of the NFC? Malcolm Brown's still there. Uh, Henderson is still there. Henderson had nearly the same yardage as we saw Akers have. Akers did a nice job in the postseason, uh, exceeded 100 yards in both games. But to me, look, he's a loss, but this is not something they can't overcome. I don't think it's a loss in the magnitude of a team like the Giants losing Saquon Barkley. You know, the Rams, they do it running back by committee. You have still one of the most creative play callers in the National Football League. I think there is a serious gap between Peyton, I have him at number one, McVeigh and Shanahan kind of are at number two for me. And then number four, there is a large difference between those three guys at the top in terms of play calling and effectiveness based on the players they have. Uh, when we take a look at the, uh, at the Rams, still plus 550 right now to win the NFC and represent them in the Super Bowl. And you can get plus uh, $13, 13 to one to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, you know, I, I like the 13 to one, especially mm-hmm. instead of the 550. Mm-hmm. This is the one thing I don't understand. I get you have a team from the AFC that's the best team, and or the NFC that's the best team if you're playing if you bet the other conference to win a Super Bowl. But the odds doubling, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's one one additional game. I mean, so I mean, if you if you're only to win to get to the basically to the conference finals, if they had an odd, it would be cut in half. You know what? Was, what's interesting them all too is we've looked at these 32 different teams, or we've we've gotten through it so far. Only the Buccaneers at three to one, and then six to one. Really, truly, two odds. Everybody else coming out of the NFC is more than two to one when yeah. you compare their Super Bowl odds to their conference. I guess they're basing that on the Kansas City Chiefs representing the other side. It is, but I still think when you look at some of these teams, they're very capable of beating the Chiefs. You know. Look, it's hard to really gauge in terms of Kansas City because they were decimated in the offensive line. If you have those types of injuries, how would a team react remains to be seen. We saw the Rams struggle without the quarterback play there. Now you get a Matthew Stafford in there who's going to be probably healthy. It makes a huge difference. Tampa was fortunate last year they didn't have to deal with injuries. Let's set the numbers for Game 6 tonight, NBA yeah. Finals in Milwaukee. A chance for the Bucks to win the title. They are a five-point favorite tonight. The money line now at minus 195. We saw minus $2 uh, yesterday. Total remains the same. I'm all at 222. I told you I liked the Bucks when they were down 0-2. I think they closed it out. I wasn't sure if they were going to win Game 5 or Game 7 on the road. I didn't think they'd lose one at Fiserv. 
This crowd has been raucous. We know how good the Packer fans are. You know, same passion you see at Wisconsin third quarter, jump around, you see the same thing in Milwaukee, and I expect them to close it out for the first time in 50 years tonight. At this time, we'd like to welcome to the Nuts for the very first time the man that let Sidney D dunk on him to end the game and white men can't jump, Marcus Johnson. Welcome, Marcus. Oh, man, that was a, a legitimate dunk by Wesley Snipes. I was trying to block that thing, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there, uh, we know you would have not, never let him go to the basket. He would have been going in line for two. Oh, yeah, they would definitely would have had to. Uh, it, you know, it was uh, kind of, it, it would have been old school basketball. Like Don Nelson used to say, I'm paying all fines. You got to lay some lumber on some people. I'm paying all fines. Yes, indeed. The atmosphere in Milwaukee must be electric. A chance for them to claim the NBA title at home tonight. They're a five-point favorite over the Phoenix Suns. They've won the last three games of this series. As you look at the game tonight, what is the key for the Bucks to take home the title, Marcus? Well, I just think it's to manage your emotions. And I know you might have wanted to hear some, some analytics or some, some deep dive in the, in the transition buckets or deep. It's, it's about managing your emotions. Look, I was in a similar situation with the Bucs. It wasn't the NBA Finals, obviously, but playing the Sonics back in 1980, we had Bob Lanier. We were up 3-2 in Milwaukee. And uh, that's when they had Gus Williams and Dennis Johnson. And Johnny Johnson, who's from Milwaukee, got in my face, talked trash. We squared up the fight. They had to break it up. I wound up sitting out a good stretch of that game in the first half, and the momentum shifted at that point. My, my, my point is, You've got to just maintain your focus. Keep your eye on the prize. Do the same things that you've done to get you to this point. Uh, I also say that you can't get full today off of yesterday's pancake. So that energy that you, you brought to the table in game five, it's going to be a completely different type of level of energy needed to win this game six because now the Suns are the team that's the desperate team. But, they, but mainly manage those emotions and don't, you got to come out tight anyway, but don't let it become a, uh, come to the point where it becomes overwhelming and you never quite get your, get your footing, get your bearings. But I don't think the Bucks will do that. They've played exceptionally well uh, this whole playoffs when they've had to, and I think tonight will be the same. Marcus, from a Bucks perspective, you followed this team all year. Any concerns that they have allowed Phoenix to shoot at least 45% in every game, and the reality is 48% or better, and they're still beating this team You know, in some of these games by a decent margin. Any concerns defensively still? Well, I mean, there's always concerns, but I think the, the, the bigger stat for me is that Mikel Bridges in the playoffs, when he's got 10 field goal attempts or more, Phoenix is 10-0. and 0. When he's got 10 or less, I think right now they're 4-7. and seven. So I think guys like that are really the kind of the barometer, the bellwether in terms of, of, of what Phoenix is doing. If they continue to play ISO and, and everybody else just kind of stands around and watch Devin Booker do his thing and then watch CP3 uh, try and isolate the big guys on an island, I think it plays into the Bucks' favor. I think the Bucks' ability to get out in transition, uh, to get second-chance points and offensive rebounds, to force enough turnovers to, to, to make – at least a marginal difference in the game. I think, you know, those things will, will, will be constants tonight. And I just don't think Phoenix, once they get DeAndre Aiden off the floor, even with Aiden in the game, I think size-wise and, 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 and strength-wise, the Bucks have an advantage that they can continue to exploit. And Phoenix shot with 13 for 19 from the three-point line in the last game. But as Minor Williams said, they, they just did not get up enough attempts because uh, they were so into getting these twos to fall Whereas we can, you know, we can shoot what we shot and uh, and, and uh, get and make knockdown more threes, and that becomes a difference. So 
it is a concern always. You don't want a team to continue to, to shoot, you know, plus 50% against you. But at the same time, as long as the Bucks are able to uh, exploit those areas they've exploited in their three wins, uh, I think they should be okay. We're speaking with Marcus Johnson, the 1977 Wooden Award winner, the very first Wooden Award winner, national champion in college, five-time NBA All-Star, terrific career for the Bucks. 1986 NBA Comeback Player of the Year. Marcus, Scott Foster has been announced as one of the officials for tonight's game. <laughs> you played in the league. You can speak to this perspective. Chris Paul is 0-12. His teams are 0-12 against the spread in games officiated by Scott Foster. Will Scott Foster have an impact on tonight's game? I, I hope not. I mean, it's funny you mention that because my son, my oldest son, Chris, I think Scott refereed either game three or four in Milwaukee. I forget which one, but, but Chris gave me that same set. I think it was 0-11 at that point. And so, I, you know, I, I, I have no idea. I can't really comment on that. You know, the officiating is something that you just have to live with and, and not allow it to be as a player, as a player to be this major distraction. I know our, our fans were up, up in arms when we shot uh, whatever the, the minuscule amount of free throws in game one. Their fans were up in arms when, when, when they came to Milwaukee and Giannis shot more free throws, 17 to 16, than their entire team. You know, those are things that you can't control. All you can, can, go, all you can control is what Giannis talks about, just competing and hoping that the shots fall. And as long as our three-point shooting not in 50%, obviously, but stays around 38 to 40%. We're going to shoot enough of them, I think, to make a difference. So uh, glad to see Scott Foster in Milwaukee, but uh, I can't really comment on whether or not he's going to uh, make an impact on this game. I, I, I just can't say. Well, listen, this is game 94 for the Bucks. We've broken them down enough on this season. I want to ask you about winning a national championship, Coach Wooden's last game. Mike, my co-host, is a huge fan of Dean Smith. I'm a big John Wooden guy. What was it like when he decided to walk away and he told you guys, you know, you're one of the legendary players to come out of Los Angeles, play for UCLA. Your career is well-known, well-regarded. What was that moment like? Because one of the things that I've been a little bit critical of, Mike Krzyzewski's going on a Mike Krzyzewski tour here, whereas Coach Wooden just, you know, simply told the players he's walking away. Well, it was a different era back then, yeah. and and even and so with Coach Wooden, he uh, came to us after we had beaten Louisville, coached by his former assistant Denny Crum, great great college basketball coach, and uh, we were all you know exuberant and beating him in overtime on a jump shot by my roommate and teammate and good friend Richard Washington, and Coach told us to pipe down that he had an announcement to make, and he told us that we were like maybe the the best group of guys, best collection of, 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 of players in terms of just how hard we played and, and how we didn't give him all the drama that the Bill Walton group had given him, you know, the prior four years that he had to deal with. Uh, and no knock on Bill, but, you know, Bill was a handful. Of, and Bill will tell you that himself. He got arrested as a, you know, sophomore or whatever in a paddy wagon on Westwood Boulevard. But, but, but he told us that he was going to retire. And the thing I remember most about this guy is that Andre McCarter, Overbrook High School in Philadelphia, uh, average 15, 10, and 10 in high school. A Walt Hazard clone kind of razzle-dazzle player had to really subjugate his game to play Coach Wooden's system. He got us together and said, look, man, there's no way. And that Philly accent, slapping his hands for emphasis, there's no way we're going to let Coach Wooden go out and not be a champion. There's no way we're going to do that. And so that was kind of our, our, our emphasis against Kentucky. And may have been, I think about it now, may have been a motivational technique by Coach Wooden. But, uh, but, but we, we came out against that great Kentucky team with uh, Rick Roby and, 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 and Goose Gibbons and, and, and that whole Kevin Gravy had 34 in that game, that whole crew, and we were able to pull it out and win it for him. 
with the starting five. We played six guys. I played 28 minutes. Ralph Jollinger played the other 12. I think McCarter and everybody else played all 40. And so uh, it was a great, great moment. And uh, I was just happy to be a part of that. That, that final, that, yeah, that, that, that's history. That, like we're saying here, we we're making history in Milwaukee. That was history being made in 1975 as the, the last championship team for, for John Wooden. That was his 10th in 12 years. And so whenever anybody talks to me about greatest coaches in college, you in 10 and 12 years, that's kind of the baseline that, to me that you've got to at least approach. And if you can't approach that, then it's hard for me to put you in the same category as Coach Wooden. Let's continue on with history, Marcus, and fast forward to a couple years later because one of my favorite guys was Gene Bartow, and you played for Coach Bartow for two years. Really impossible to follow John Wooden in Westwood. And when we talk about the games that changed college basketball, you know, we talk about Elgin Baylor in the Astrodome, and we talk about Magic and Larry in 1979, but I want to go back to the St. Patrick's Day Massacre in 1977 at the Marriott Center in Provo when Idaho State as a 14-point underdog upset UCLA, ending the run of 10 straight Final Fours. It really changed it because Gene Bartow would leave UCLA and start the program at UAB, of course, and Jim Killingsworth then leaves Idaho State and goes to TCU and resurrects that program. Speak to me about that night at the Marriott Center in Provo and how you couldn't stop the center, Steve Hayes, and the impact that had on you. Well, so here's the history behind that game, and and I had – I think it it was such a black mark in terms of uh, my overall experience at UCLA because we were looking forward to playing against the running Rebels of UNLV. And so I had a lot of friends on that team, Reggie Theus and Jackie Robinson and Lewis Brown. All these are L.A. guys. Robert Smith, I played with at Crenshaw High School. Robert had a stroke two years ago. I was just with him on uh, Friday of, uh, of, uh, of this past weekend. Uh, in Las Vegas at his home visiting him. So he was, he's a run, running rebel legend. The thing that, 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 that was brought to my attention by my former assistant coach, Larry Farmer, was that I had an impacted wisdom tooth that I had to get pulled that morning, I had to get emergency dental surgery that day, that morning, before the game. They didn't think I was going to be able to play in that game. And I wound up having, I think, 20 points at, at halftime and, and pretty much shut down. They, they, they went to a zone and surrounded me with three players the entire game. So here's the, here's the thing, though. So my son, Chris Johnson, who played at UCLA, he would always ask me, Dad, how could you guys lose to Idaho State, of all people, 73-71? So I told him, look, they had three guys in their starting five who were in the NBA. Jeff Hayes had mentioned Greg Cook was with Phoenix, and Greg Griffin, who I played with briefly at Dorsey High School, he was also on the Phoenix Suns roster as a rookie in 1977. So they were a really talented team. But then my son, Chris, they wind up losing uh, to Princeton after they had won a national championship the following year. And so he never mentioned, every time he tries to bring up Idaho State, I bring up Princeton in the back door cut. But no, but it was, uh, you know, it, it was a disappointing loss, obviously. But I look back on it and all the issues that were going on. And, and Coach Bartow had a tough time. I love Coach Bartow, just a great, great human being. I was on his staff at UAB for, for a, a year as a, as a volunteer assistant coach. And I just really, really appreciated, um, you know, what he had to go through as the coach. I mean, he got to the point where he wouldn't read a newspaper. There were death threats against him and his family. It was just a crazy, crazy situation to be in. And uh, he handled it about as well as somebody under those circumstances could handle it. You and Steve Fiziak on college basketball are missed immensely. 
appreciate that. I, I miss one. Steve Fiziak is a renowned world-class author right now. Google him. He's got a couple of great books, award-winning author. He always talks about being a writer. Now he's making his dream come true. But I love working with Steve Fiziak. Marcus, good luck tonight. I hope they bring the title home. I'm on him as well. All right. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank MLB you. when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to put on your lucky pair of Crocs and channel your inner fortune teller because your prediction might just make you $10,000 richer. The Crocs Crocs Hoops Draft Prediction Challenge is coming and dare we say free to play on DraftKings.com. If the odds are in your favor, 10 G's could be yours. Learn more at DraftKings.com slash Crocs. 
Welcome back into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a Mal Shaw. We want to take a look at a couple of the games in the Major League Baseball schedule. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, let's do it. I, I can't believe yesterday the way Kyle Gibson melted down nuclear meltdown. In the in the bottom of the fifth. Or, uh, yeah, fifth inning. Right I thought the, the, hit, the hit batter that loaded the bases is where we blew the game. And then, and then, of course, they never think Cabrera could pull the ball. Why would you play him in straightaway left field? I mean, what a joke. I thought the ball hit off the bat would be caught. They'd score one more run, and we were still okay. Do you know midway through the third, it was two and a half. One and a half was the over-under total for the first five. It's impossible to bet these unders almost them all. I just I have see, to start taking sides. I bet the. I thought so, about that. I know. I was trying to say to myself because I even told you off air. I said, "How how could the Tigers be a dog here or pick them?" I said that yesterday. So how about this? How about this in game bet? Dodgers three two first inning. Giants get the lead. Then both pitchers settle down. Right. It's the third inning. It's three two. I bet under eight and a half first seven because it was too late. There was too much juice on the first five. It's three to two going to the top of the seventh. I could fade. No, I could fade three runs. Now the Giants come up with a four spot. I thought I was okay because you say to the Dobbers reliever is on the DL. So I thought we're not going <laughs> to see him. If he was still in the bullpen, I wouldn't have made that bet. But they blew up anyhow. Victor Gonzalez came in and in a third of an inning gave up five hits and four runs or whatever, four hits and three runs. Let's let's move on. Let's, uh, let, let's take a look at uh, an interleague matchup tonight in the Bronx. The Phillies, who suddenly find themselves in this race in the NL East, Take on the Yankees. We discussed yesterday, obviously, where the Yankees still a contender in the AL East. A decent pitching matchup tonight. You get Aaron Nola for the Phillies going against Domingo Herman for the Yankees. Interesting spot here where you see the Phillies favorite. I thought it might have been a little bit of an overreaction. 130. Is it tempting to take the Yankees at home with Herman plus 110, or is this a pass for you, Amal? No, you have to look at the Yankees here. Now, I didn't officially play it in the plays, Mm -hmm. but this is one I'll consider. You look at uh, Nola's last four starts, uh, Mike. He's really struggling. Three of his last four starts, he's given up 17 earned runs. Think about that for a second. Remember that long streak where the Cubs lost like 12 in a row and they yeah. couldn't score? He was the game that the Cubs won. They bombed him. <laughs> exactly right. They, gave, they scored four against him. Hasn't pitched since July 6th. Remember, he was uh, injured there with an undisclosed injury. So a little bit of a concern with Nola coming back into the mix. Herman's got very similar numbers. When you look at the whip, I think it's 1.2 for Nola, 1.23 for Herman. But more importantly, the Yankees' offense is this an aberration, or is this going to be some sustained success we see moving forward based on what they did in games two and three against Boston? Speaking of the Cubs, did you did you watch this ESPN game at all last night? No. The, I think it was the bottom of the fourth against the Cardinals. They misplayed four infield ground balls, three official charged errors. They looked like the bad news bears, <laughs> these these Cubs did. Oh, I'm sorry, Marquis. This is a tough team to watch. All right, let's go to Detroit where the Tigers extended their winning streak uh, the Rangers were listless again last night. You said, look here, you could get the Tigers as a small dog at home last night. Uh, again, tonight with Scooble, and he's only a small favorite at 120 hosting the Rangers again. Yeah, I'm going the opposite way here. Oh, is this your theory? Are you going to go run line, Ranger? No, I didn't, run line? I didn't go reverse run line because they're oh. not scoring a lot, but I like them to get off uh, the schneid here. Haven't scored in t- uh, 27 innings. Uh, this team continue. Well, <laughs> it was at 23 because they, they played those seven-inning games, so they, it wasn't as bad, but... I think they'll get it going here. But, you know, I, I'm still kind of regretting that underplay instead of taking the Tigers yesterday. We could have taken it because we talked about we liked the Tigers. Yeah, and exactly. But Gibson pitched so well, I thought four and a half was a good number. I did, too. I thought it was going to be four. It was a good number for four and, four and a half, half innings. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, got in a lot of trouble. Gave up a lot of hits. Actually, it was lucky early on. But we'll see if the Rangers can get going because they haven't scored in 23 innings. I mean, shut out the last three games. Is this going to be a play for you here? Yeah. Well, look at this number. This number is 120. Unless something... Oh, okay, it's, it's, yeah, all right. Today, 120, 125 here. I bet him at 120. I'll give you a preview. I got, I got 110. I was like, how did it come with 145? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's right. uh, 
Maybe I should put the glasses on once in a while. But you're going to draw a line in the sand with Dane Dunning tonight, and I, <laughs> and I, and I wish you luck. Well, another game I wanted to take a look at, Darvish. Uh, yep. Rained out last night in Atlanta, the Padres and Braves. They're going to play doubleheader tomorrow. You Darvish goes for the Padres tonight. I think this is a pretty big road trip for them, right? they got to stay in contact. they got some teams a little bit nipping on their heels for that second wild card. Dodgers and, and Giants putting a little bit of distance in that three-way race in the NL West. Here's the thing for the Padres. Are these hanging sliders going to do them in? Joe Musgrove, Joe Musgrove <laughs> throws about 30 a game. And listen, you Darvish slider's been hanging lately as well. I mean, the guy throws 97. I'd like to see him spot his fastball a little more. I tend to agree with you. He's going to need to do that. You mentioned it. They've just given up too many runs. But uh, one thing I want to point out to your Cincinnati Reds, may have just been glazed, sliced, and cooked over this weekend between the struggles against Milwaukee and then giving up a 15-burger to the Mets yesterday. You know, they had a 7-3 lead in that game last night and blew it. But I might come with an Amal Shaw Shaw theory here when teams are going bad in the playbook. You talked about it with the Rangers. I'm going to talk about it with the Reds. We'll have the Amal in segment and the Palm Reader playbook next on The Nuts. The VSIN football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only $20, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for the VSIN All Access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Tough night yesterday. We both lost on the total in the Tiger game. We had under four and a half. um, First five, it was two nothing going to the bottom of the fifth, and the Tigers score four. Um, So it's a bounce back night for us, and I'll start with you, Amal. Yeah, going to go back to Comerica here. Going to go with the Texas Rangers, plus 110 tonight against the Tigers. As I mentioned earlier, haven't scored in 23 consecutive innings. But, you know, Mike, I think they get on track here. Um, at least I'm hoping. Uh, this is more of a play of hope probably than anything else. Uh, Dunning against Scooball in this one. I like Texas to come off and get this one here. Tigers have won four in a row. I think this ends tonight. I don't know. I think A.J. Hinch's team's got it turned in the right direction. They're competitive. We're opposite here. We're oppo. I think this is the second time that it's happened since we started the nuts on yeah. January 25th. Missouri at Auburn. I was on the wrong side of that game. You reminded me several times after that blowout result. I'm going Listen, with Tar- I'm going with Tariq the Freak tonight. I, I like Scooble. Like- <laughs> first, first of all, you have a much better chance. This is baseball, college basketball. Come on, you're coming into my wheelhouse I never, here, kid. I, I, yeah, Detroit Mersey. Uh, Three straight wins against Robert Morris. I know, and they were and they were easy winners. Scooble here, cheap price at home. I just, God, I don't like what the Rangers have to offer. They they seem I, so listless. I, I don't disagree with you. And actually, one of the things that would make the argument, and, and actually from a pricing standpoint, I think you have the better play. Mm-hmm. I think Detroit should be probably 130 or 135. There's no justification for the Rangers right now who sit at 35 and 59. Tigers 44 and 51 shouldn't be a little bit more of a prohibitive favorite. But you know me. I, one of my things in baseball is I like teams that are on losing streaks. And I'm not talking about an Orioles type of team. But just the reality is, remember this in baseball, it's not skewing this way as much the last couple of years. 
But the best team in baseball wins five out of eight games. The worst team in baseball wins three out of eight. So when you look at it from a number standpoint, you've got a really good shot. You're in essence 12.5% away from 500 if you look at it from that perspective. It's not as overwhelming as you see in some of the other sports. So I think that's why I like the Rangers here in this spot. I'm going to apply your theory, but in a different spot sure. because I think the Rangers are more Orioles than they are Reds. Fair. And the Reds are still in this race, mm-hmm. um, kind of getting out of touch with Milwaukee, but still in the wild card race for sure. Four in a row now they've lost after the All-Star break, but it's the first time they get Wade Miley on the mound. And we've talked about him being an underrated pitcher. Nine of his last ten starts, two earns, two earned runs or less, through seven shutout innings his last time out against Milwaukee. I'm going to take him here in this spot against the Mets, and I'm going to use your theory, run line to come out of the slump. Uh, you get plus 125 at home in the small park against the Mets tonight. And then I think Milwaukee closes it out tonight. I'm with you. It could be a tight game. Five points is a lot to lay. I'll lay the $2 here. Moneyline Bucks to take home the championship. I, I love the Bucks play. I think they're going to win this one. I just didn't want to lay the $2. Probably take an in-game because I do think Milwaukee's, uh, excuse me, I think Phoenix got a chance to cover this number tonight. Going back to your Reds play, the only thing that concerns me is no Nick Castellanos in the lineup. The fact that he's been day-to-day with the wrist injury he got hit has been a little bit of a concern. It has a huge impact on this team. I mean, Joey Votto continues to steal money. If he could actually contribute, this team might actually go in the right direction. Because with Castellanos, who's an MVP contender in the National League, this team is different. How about these amazing Mets? Down 6 nothing on Sunday. They yep. rallied to win 7-6. Seven, down 7-3 last night. But that, that went back and forth. Both bullpens blew the leads, and then they, they uh, routed them in extra innings. Jacob DeGrom's like, where's this run support when I pitch? He hasn't been there for six years. I, I think, you know, I've always thought this theory. I've held this theory with Kershaw, Pedro, uh, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer. When great pitchers are on the mound, two things happen. I think the opposing pitcher gears up because this is a playoff situation for that type of pitcher. If you're, Especially if you're a number five, number four starter who's rarely going to have an opportunity to go against one of these elite, elite pitchers I'm talking about. And then the other thing is from an offensive perspective. When Pedro was on the mound or Kershaw was on the mound, you're like, we get two runs, we're winning this game. It just seems like there's a different mindset or mentality. I'm like a recovering addict, but when you look at this 10.5, I know it's the small part, but Miley's pitched so well. I think oh, he's been num- unbelievable. I think this number's a tad high. It's, well, <laughs> to your point, no Castellanos in the lineup for the Reds. That's a little bit of a concern. The other problem is when you look at uh, Stock on the mound, in 12 innings, he's given up 14 base on balls. This is mm. you know, in a ballpark. You cannot no. do that. No, it's very unforgiving. It really is. It, it, it plays too small. I'm contractually obligated to ask you about the total in tonight's NBA, NBA game. 222, but I say it because it's an elimination game. And you know, if the Suns are down seven with 30 seconds left, they're not just letting the clock run out. They're going to foul. I don't know. Byron Scott did that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm I, just saying here, they, they, they're more prone to try to extend the game because it is an elimination. Phoenix has shot the ball really well. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, if they lose this series, it's got to be incredibly disappointing to shoot really 48% or better in every game but one and still be down 3-2. When you project out these two teams moving forward mm-hmm. next year. And, and Flash in the pan. Phoenix Suns. That's where I thought you were going. Yep. The sustainability of the Bucks, you think, is greater in the East than the Suns because of there were more situations with injuries in the West this year than there was in the East. I think Phoenix has something. Excuse me. Milwaukee has something that's very rare and unique. You've got a superstar in Giannis that's content being in that market. You've got a guy who's as a number two in Chris Middleton who's a closer, who's not flashy, played at A&M, really just kind of low profile, fits well with that mode uh, over there playing with the Bucks. And then you have Drew Holiday, another guy who is not a hey, me, look at me kind of guy and does a tremendous job. Imagine if you just had one more piece to this team. Remember, DiVincenzo, who is a top six rotation guy for them, top seven, 
He has missed the entire postseason. They'd get him back next year. Still Brooklyn the threat in the Eastern Conference. But if you can make some sort of acquisition that can help this team out a little bit more, and Lopez plays well in certain situations, this is a small ball lineup here against the Phoenix Suns. I think this team is extremely dangerous. I'm not saying they're going to repeat as NBA champions, but I think they have a chance to become conference semifinalists once again and potentially get to the finals again. The story of the Bucks is very interesting. We heard Ian Eagle say before on the eve of or the day of Game Seven, you know, that the Nets might get a pass because of the injuries, but if the Bucks did not win this series, that they would dismantle this franchise, starting with Mike Budenholzer, right? And he's been criticized for letting them shoot threes too much and not staying within the flow of their offense. He now sits on the verge of winning a championship and probably getting several more years of reprieve there in Milwaukee. If a man who has not had a statue erected outside of Foxborough, Mass, named Mo Lewis, didn't hit uh, Drew Bledsoe, yeah. Bill Belichick may have not lasted in New England. Remember, they went 5-11 and the previous year, and they weren't going anywhere fast with Bledsoe as their starting quarterback. That's when Brady came in and things turned around. So, you know, a lot of times it's the luck of the draw. Something happens, things change. You get a break one way or the other, and you start to win. Look, Stan Van Gundy steps aside or is forced out by Riley. They win a title. They put in Spo, and then all of a sudden he goes on to have a great career. So sometimes right place, right time, right situation, it works out in your favor, and it looks like it's done that with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think when teams win, obviously it's difficult to climb the mountain twice. But there's also an element we saw with the Tampa Bay Lightning. The pressure seems to be off of that. That team played better as the postseason progressed, and we could see something similar from the Bucks, assuming they're healthy. It's a game of inches, and if Kevin Durant's foot was one inch further back, we wouldn't be talking about it. may not have made the shot, though. The ball could have gone triggered off the rim a little bit. We're going to continue our preview of the NFC South and conclude with the Atlanta Falcons when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Tap tips and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other matches. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. That read is so long, I thought the segment is over. No, it's not over yet. We'll, we'll be wondering when it's over at about 53. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Iowa, I'll be going out there a couple times in August. It looks like August 6th, people were asking me for an update. It looks like right now we're circling August 6th for Circus Sports to launch in Iowa. So, Very cool. What city? Um, well, it's it's just going to be the mobile app. Okay. Uh, we have partnership with Wild Rose Casino. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they're, they're in Emmitsburg, and uh, they're in Clinton as well. And then they have an area, a smaller casino on Route 30 near Des Moines and Jefferson. So... Um, but we're going to look to go out there towards the end of the month, throw a couple parties before the college football season gets started. You know, we we had somebody out there over the past weekend. I think it was on on Saturday night or or on Sunday, and they said, you know, there wasn't a lot of interest in the NBA game. I was not a state that follows the NBA really. Once well, no, Jordan retired, yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. it's, all it's college. college. Town. Yeah, you know what? I'll tell you, the big game in Iowa is going to be September 11th in Ames. Yeah, Hawkeyes are going to have a good season. Uh, Iowa State. Matt Campbell. You, you yeah, love I'm president of the Matt Campbell <laughs> fan club. Uh, you know, the reality of it is this team's got a chance to have a tremendous season. Uh, so that should be a terrific matchup. Can't wait for that one. Yeah. All right, let's continue our preview of the NFC South. We have one le- team left to cover, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. We'll look at their team odds first. To win the Super Bowl, they are 80-1. to one. To represent the NFC, 30-1. to one. Again, much more than 2-1. to one. Almost 3-1. to one. Closer to 3-1. to You one. get an extra 20-1 to one on the odds if they make it to the Super Bowl and they win the game. Absolutely. So you have to bet them to win the Super Bowl if you think they're going to get there. Do you, do you have any idea of why there's this kind of discrepancy? I just think it's because the, the presumptive, the Chiefs were the favorite last year, and that the, their offensive line flows, line woes were isolated to the Super Bowl, and they're going to be dominant again. Outside of Super Bowl Twenty Nine, when the Chargers play the 49ers, mm. is there any team that you could think of that was probably more of a fluke that shouldn't be there, that couldn't compete? I mean, I can't think of too many teams. No. But it's, it's interesting, the curse of the Super Bowl loser. I mean, they just, dreadful. I, I was quoting those stats. 12 of the last 27 Super Bowl losers didn't even return yeah. to the playoffs. They were conference champion. Only three of them even made it to their conference championship game again the next year. And, of course, uh, Patriots and uh, Patriots and uh, Seahawks in the last decade both did it. You know, uh, 
I think the NFL is the best sport to bet underdogs in. So, you know, um, there's some people I know they, they consistently bet underdogs. To me, in college sports, I tend to go towards the favorites because they can't necessarily quantify the difference between Alabama's depth chart and another team. But in the NFL, the discrepancy between a Jacksonville or the Jets and potentially Kansas City, yes, on paper it looks egregious. But the reality is when you break it down, it's a couple of players here or there. You turn their fortunes around. Trevor Lawrence, if, if he's as good as advertised, this guy could make a difference. He could be a Mahomes for this team moving forward. It won't take long to take, get things turned around. Remember the Rams when they won the Super Bowl with uh, Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk? They were, I think, 3-13, and 13, and then they go 12-4 and four the next year. So it's not as far off, and I think that's why underdogs, you really have to look to play them, and the Falcons are going to be a team that's a prohibitive underdog in many games. To win this division, the NFC South, that includes, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions, and the New Orleans Saints, uh, they are 8-1. to one. The win total here, interesting, 7.5, but juiced to the over. You have to lay 30 cents if you think they're going to be 8-9 and nine or better. You get 10 cents, plus 110 if you think they're going to be 7-10 and 10 or worse. To make the playoffs, plus 190. Amalda missed the playoffs, minus 240. I'll take the 240 here. I don't think they make the playoffs. A lot of question marks still on defense for this team. Until they get better defensively, I don't think you could take a strong shot on them. And here's the other thing. I thought the trading of Julio Jones signaled the beginning of the end. I think it's a rebuild situation. You bring in Kyle Pitts. Ridley's a young receiver. Matt Ryan's going to be on his last legs. Do you think they looked at the, they also looked to deal Matt Ryan in the offseason if they were going to get rid of Julio Jones and didn't get as much as they thought they deserved? You know, I, I'd have to look at Matt Ryan's contract, but you also have to see what you can get in terms. See, to me, a Matt Ryan, I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a top 10, top 12 quarterback anymore. I think he's a guy on the right team with the right defense, can still lead you to where you need to go. But you want to trade him to a team that's going to give you a, a potential, what, a high, uh, you know, high second round, low first round pick? I want to look at the schedule of them all. Seven and a half juice to the over. But look at, they, they get a buy in week six, which you don't like too early. But look at these bit. first these first five games. I think four, four of these first five. Yeah, you got a shot to be four and one here as we as read, we read gaze through the, the myriad of uh, the forest of cameras here in the studio. <laughs> they host the Eagles in week one with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. There'll be a big underdog going to Tampa Bay in week two. Will they catch an 11 there? Um, depends on how they perform. I'd, I'd make the number 10, 10 and a half okay. right now. Uh, Giant At the Giants, they host the football team, and then they host the Jets. They get their bye. And then at Miami and Tua... Host the Panthers. I mean, you're looking at it. You could possibly be 5-2 and two after seven games. Uh, well, the Washington game is at home, so I think it's very manageable. Uh, you mentioned that. Which I do you like to win more, at Giants or at home to Washington? Which, do you, which would you favor them in more to win? Not in terms of a point spread, but to, to be victorious. I would say Washington Because at it's home. home. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big, uh, you know, I like teams being at home. There's value for me from that perspective. But it's really a coin toss. That one could go either way. At the Dolphins, Panthers, at Saints, at Cowboys, Patriots, at Jags. Boy, their schedule is favorable. I can see why there's number seven, seven and a half here. And you this... could be looking at a team that goes into week eight that could be potentially five and two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would think possibly six and one. But, you know, they've traditionally, Atlanta has not fared well in cold weather, right? They had all those stats under 34 degrees. They didn't win a game. Going to Lambeau, they were very difficult in the playoffs. But uh, you get the Giants early in the year in a cold-weather spot. But early in the year, the Cowboys game is like playing indoors, right, in the and in, in Jerry World. They get the Patriots at home instead of going to Fox. They get to go play in Jacksonville, which is a warm-weather spot. Um, at 49ers in Week 15, the Lions at home. I think I like this over 7.5. I tend to agree with you, and you mentioned the cold weather factor. That, for me, is not as big of an issue. It, it's based on where the quarterback grew up and played. 
right? Like you have a guy like Josh Allen. He played collegially at Wyoming. You get tremendous win there at, at that elevation at 7,200 feet. You know, you have a guy like Derek Carr. He played at Fresno, grew up in the in the San Joaquin Valley there, and played in Oakland and Las Vegas. Never really played in an element situation, so I think it becomes a little bit of a factor. Matt Ryan played at BC. It's not like he's never seen snow before in his life. Grew up in Philadelphia, so it's not out of the realm to me. I think that's overblown sometimes. It depends on the team and the personnel. Look ahead line week two at Tampa Bay. They're plus eight and a half. I, I tell you what, it's tough. I, I take the Buccaneers right now. I, I, think I agree Tampa, with you. Yeah, I think Tampa is going to be a formidable I think you lay team. anything less than 10 there. I it, tend to agree it, with you. I thought it would be higher. Is a lay there. Um, all right, let's get into the individual awards here, and we'll start off with the, the one that's probably the most enticing to everyone, Arthur Smith. Of course, the work he did with Tannehill the last two years yeah, in Tennessee. He's 14-1 to 1 to be coach of the year, Amal. Yeah, I know you think these odds are ridiculous. I know I saw in your pre-show notes you have a minus $5 to win coach <laughs> of the year. Um, but, you know, the reality <laughs> no. of it is, I, I don't think it's a good enough number because what is Atlanta going to do to justify him as coach of the year? They're going to make the playoffs. What if they, we said seven and what if they go nine and, uh, nine and eight or 10 and seven, 10 and seven gets them in the playoffs, nine and eight may or may not. But the question I have for you is if they go nine and eight, are they in the playoffs? This is such a tough division because I think you'd have Buccaneers and then there's three teams that could go either way, two, three, four. Let me ask you this question. I could see the Saints finishing fourth, and I could see Atlanta finishing second. Carolina, Atlanta, and Tampa are the four teams in this division, and and New Orleans, of course. Um, What's their record in the division? It's tough to get to three and three. So probably two and four, right? Yeah, unless Darnold is just horrible and they can win both games against Carolina. But, but they can run well, the ball so quick... effectively with McCaffrey. Yeah, if he stays healthy. That's If he fair stays question, healthy. Yeah. Uh, to your point about cold weather, obviously Matt Ryan played at, at BC. Yeah, grew up uh, in Philly. Yeah, and grew up in Philly. Matt Ryan for MVP. like these odds at 35 to 1. Uh, that should be about 350 to 1, but it's okay. Calvin Ridley for Offensive Player of the Year. No. <laughs> 25 to 1. 25 to 1. <laughs> Deion Jones, Defensive Player of the Year, 65-1. to 1. You know, that's not a bad look. I think Deion Jones is very solid. I think he's a guy you have to consider when you're looking at this. But overall, it's not one I would take, um, especially when you look at it. Linebackers have to accumulate a lot of tackles. And when you're in Atlanta, if you're accumulating a lot of tackles, you're probably on the field too much. And Kyle Pitts, I have to ask you. So the odds are plus 750 for Kyle Pitts to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Obviously, the quarterbacks have a big opportunity. They're going to be starting right away in Jacksonville and, and, and with the Jets. But does Julio Jones not being in Atlanta help Kyle Pitts' chance to be Offensive Rookie of the Year, or does it hurt them? I think it helps, and I'll tell you why. I think in the red zone, he's going to be tremendous. When you look at the size and the athleticism of a player of his caliber, 6'5", lean, agile, he's going to be a, make a, a difference maker in the red zone. The question is how many times do they get down there? I think this is actually the best play on the Falcons when you look at it with Pitts at Offensive Rookie of the Year plus 750 because, Mike, he is a guy that could accumulate maybe not a ton of statistical yards by comparison to some other young players, but I think he's going to accumulate touchdowns. I think he's got a great shot. If you find a prop bet on Pitts of seven and a, say six and a half or seven touchdowns, I would look towards the over. I agree with you there. When you rank these quarterbacks and you said what? Tannehill wasn't a top 18 quarterback or something mm-hmm. like that in that neighbor. Where do you put Matt Ryan currently amongst Ro- Is Ro- he top 10? No. Top, top, uh, top oh. 20. But, so you rank him right with Tannehill in the I bottom do, half of the let me second ask you, 10? Let me ask you a question. If he's in Tennessee, is there a difference for that team offensively? Uh, boy, I, I just think he's better than Tannehill, though. If you take a look at what Arthur Smith took Tannehill 
from point A to point B. Don't you think the point A for Matt Ryan is ahead of where Tannehill was? He didn't get beat out by a wide receiver for quarterback at Boston College. I tend to agree with you. Yeah. Gerard Johnson beat him out. He was playing wide receiver, and they drafted him in Miami. Great job. Um, you know, I, th- I think when you look at Matt Ryan, he's you know, people forget he's been in the league for so long. He was a number three overall pick. You guys had a tremendous career and a little bit of coaching, and they win a Super Bowl. Kyle Pitt's touchdown props is seven, 20 cents to the over. Go to the over. You like it. Yeah. You like that better than Falcons missed the playoffs at, at uh, two, uh, minus 240? We no, can I think let you get off that I, I bet when, the, we, when we do the official the two, picks that we the have. The 240 is the play. All right. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, betting across America. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.